That's hundred. What's going on, y'all? What's good? What's good? What's good? Hopefully, everybody's feeling well. Um, happy, happy, happy Monday. Man, oh, man, oh, man. I know it's been at least like a week, since, at least two weeks since we last spoke. Hopefully, everyone's good. Um, tonight's topic is analyzing macro-level technicals uh, for profitable opportunities. Um, you know, this has been an episode that I've wanted to do really for a while now. Um, you know, a lot of the different positions and trades, a lot of times that I'm getting into, you know, really come from looking at the macro level type technical analysis that I've been able to look at and find. So, you know, for me, the biggest thing that I that I love about technical analysis is it's really a roadmap of what to expect next. Right. So, you know, for me, over the past couple of months, we've actually seen a lot of macro technical type breakouts. Um, you know, anything for me as a trader, I want to look at the biggest time frame possible to be able to understand where price is really going. Um, you know, I think a lot of times people are are looking at sometimes the smaller time frames and missing the overall big picture. So tonight's episode is really just, like I said, going to be catered to understanding, you know, the market breakouts and its patterns. Um, and the market moves in, in different cycles, right? Um, sometimes you have choppiness. Um, you know, other times you actually have uh, times where the market is on an ascension type vertical movement um, or it's on a decentral, uh, excuse me, a descending type uh, movement to the downside. Right. So, you know, those uh, particular categories of movement, you know, a lot of times is, you know, what people are looking at. For me, my biggest thing as a trader is to understand what the overall trend is. Once you understand what the overall trend is, you're better able to take a directional trade. So I'm going to pull up a few things here tonight. To kind of really recap this, um, so a lot of this can actually make sense to you guys. So um, what I learned in the beginning process of me trading was that there was a lot of times that there was a lot of money that was left on the table, right? And what do I mean by that? When I say that there's a lot of money that's left on the table, what I essentially mean is, is that you have to take into account that, you know, sometimes we're looking to catch, you know, the trade that day, right? But in a grand scheme of things, if we look back maybe three months, six months at a time, and we're able to actually see, you know, where the market is actually heading to next, um, you know, it's it, it's super, super, super good uh, to be able to take a look at that. So let me start to present, have some things I want to share with us. And let me see here. Perfect. So, yeah, everybody should be able to see. Boom. So obviously we know Tesla's pulled back from that 280 high that it pretty much hit a couple of weeks ago. But let's look really since um, you know, let's really look since January, right? You know, January, you know, this stock was at 109 bucks a share. Um, literally by mid-February, it had pulled up to two, 220. And then okay, it cooled, cooled down for about two months, right? From there, all the way up into about two, three months. Then around mid-May, you know, Tesla pretty much took back off again and went on a run for about like a month and a half. And what I was able to realize, and I'm here on the daily time frame, but I should step it up at least to the monthly and then we'll work our way down um, to the weekly. So if you notice, like what you've seen happen was pretty much a, a weekly breakout 
you know, that happened um, over a previous month high, right? Like when I'm taking a look here, you know, particularly at Tesla, um, you know, we actually, you know, have been able to break above this 241. Um, and as we broke above that level, you know, price rallied up here to 280. But even if we look previously, you'll notice where I have my cursor at right here. We broke above 210 and pretty much Tesla just really went off from there. Now, those macro level type technicals breakouts that we see, you see these patterns taking out not just here on Tesla, but you also see them taking place here on the QQQ, right? Even as I switch, even notice as I just really just switched the chart, notice that the same type technical breakout was happening at this point again, right? You're seeing once again in May, we were breaking above 333 on the QQQ. I'll notice even here on Microsoft, the same exact thing. You're going to notice we were breaking above 294 at that same point in time, right? So I'm going to take a, a pause here from the actual technical analysis piece and just talk about the psychology. What I realized early on in the beginning part of my process was, you know, a lot of times we're seeing, you know, where price is just literally, you know, at this same particular point where it's now breaking above and it's rallying. So Microsoft, same thing. Earlier on in my process, I realized that a lot of times there was a lot of money, um, if I can even go back here, you know, that was left on the table. Like, yeah, sometimes we catch these nice, you know, maybe one to two, three week type runs. But a lot of times we'll miss the bulk of a run that may be happening in a stock over a course of three to six months. Right. So. You know, I just think that's like I said, that's super important, um, you know, for us to consider as traders and investors. Um, you know, a lot of times we're missing these runs, you know, that are happening here on the market, you know, over extended period of time. Right. So when I'm looking here, I realize that these runs that are happening, if you're not in position by actually having option contracts that are extended, you know, multiple months in a row you're missing a lot of your opportunities, right? I realize that it's not just about catching that one particular day trade. It's not about just catching, you know, that one particular scalp, right? Or necessarily just catching that maybe those multitude of days. I want to catch the entire move. And I think that's one thing that us as traders have discounted is the ability to, um, you know, actually catch that whole run, you know? So I wanted to, you know, start off there with the psychology standpoint, and I wanted to test some of you guys by some of the comments in the chat, right? Comment if this if this has been a struggle for you to stay patient in some of your positions because not having the confidence of those macro level type technicals. Because I realized that we, like I said, we miss a lot of the big portion of, of the pie from us not being able to, uh, you know, actually have, you know, that particular time on our options. So whether it's the capital that's in the account and the reason that you might not be actually able to, you know, maybe afford a particular option that might be, you know, three to six months out, you know, that is a question that I have for you tonight and I want to address um, and I'm going to show some things that can actually help you out with that. So give me two to three minutes here, guys. Need to take a quick restroom break real quick. Coming right back. Hello, Lawrence.
All right, y'all, we're good to go. Appreciate y'all. See, TR came in while I was gone as well, too. Shout out to TR for stepping on tonight. So, you know, I was pretty much just giving them a rundown of pretty much just the macro level type breakouts, right? Um, mm -hmm. This was one of probably, I'll probably say, yeah, this was probably my most highly requested episode to do an episode really on talking about um, those macro level type breakouts, right? And I was telling them in the beginning, one of our biggest problems as traders is patience right mm -hmm. like a lot of times people are looking to see you know something that's happening that day what i had to realize was is that a lot of times those moves and positions happen over a period in a course of time um and i think as i as i got more experience in the beginning like you're like yo i want this trade to play out like today right now the second i get in i want to make all this money from it and then you go through that reality of you know that's not really how the market works Right. You know, it, it, it works in different cycles. So what I understood is that like a lot of times, think, like I won't say a lot of times, pretty much almost every time what's connected in the market is there's going to be a breakout either to the upside or the downside. There's going to be a catalyst that comes in. What is that catalyst could be different every time, mm -hmm. but it is going to be some sort of catalyst that either propels the market higher or drops it lower. So, for instance, oh, what I was showing them was like, if you take a look, like really, to be honest with you, you know, AI has been pretty much the discussion of the first six months of the year. Yeah. That's really driven most tech stocks higher. Whether you want to talk about an NVIDIA, whether you want to talk about AMD, you want to bring to mention, you know, any pretty much, you know, tech stock that's recovered after last year. You know, it was because of obviously the AI talk, but then also investors not wanting to miss out on that tech rebound that we already see happening here in 2023. So my thing is like when it comes to options trading. Like I think when you're able to buy more time and it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to have maybe two years, you know, a two year leap option. But if you can if you can get maybe three to six months time and allow over the course of the of the few weeks after that or even a few months after that for a, a stock to trend in the direction that you choose, you know, it makes it more advantageous for you to catch that whole run. Because if you look at it, I mean, you know, I was I was showing them like, hey a huge part of the market this year was really on a breakout. So if you didn't have those positions in that, you know, had multiple months until expiration, you were only able to kind of get like a piece of the pie. But the game that I'm really trying to play is I want to get the entire pie. I think that's the biggest thing. I want to get okay, the entire no, pie. That's, so that's really dope. So were you guys looking at, I guess, like a, like a particular company right now? No? No, yeah, so no. I'm actually I'm actually gonna pull. Um, let me see if I can pull pull this up again. Yeah, so I'm gonna yeah. pull pull up. So I was showing them pretty much the core, the the high level type, you know, correlation that we actually are seeing. Yeah, and yeah. I was showing them actually in the past where you know I was actually you know kind of that trader that was um, a little bit more so impatient. So I started off pretty much with right with Tesla, and if we look here. Notice at this same point, which you'll notice is that pretty much every stock that I'm gonna pull up around mid-May towards end of May was able to break pretty much above a previous high point from a previous month, right? And that's really where the breakout was happening. So I showed Tesla and then I showed Microsoft. If you look, the same, you know, the same thing was the same exact thing was happening, right? Same thing. Like I said, mid to end of May, notice we were breaking over a previous high point from a past month, right? And at this point, if you look at it, Microsoft actually made its 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 highest level since April of 2022 here in May of 2023. 
So anytime you have a stock that's breaking above, like I said, a, a significant high point, you can really expect, um, you know, you can really, really, in my opinion, you can really expect, you know, price to actually, uh, you know, be on its way. Yeah, you can expect price to be on its way to the upside. So it's breaking above because now it's been able to take out all of those sellers that were sitting there. Price was able to actually take out all of these sellers that were sitting here. So that's why you were actually able to rally above this point. Now, even more so, right, at the same point here on the QQQ, this is the same point that I was making before as well. On the QQQ, we were breaking above here, right? The same point here in May, we were breaking above these levels. First level was actually here, back here at uh, May 15th. We broke above 333. You'll notice is that that same level was correlated here on, from August 15th, um, 2022. You'll notice that that point right here, August 15th, 2022. Notice we were breaking above here on May 15th, 2023. Now, if I go back, let's actually be able to see, you know, what was that specific, um, you know, and actually let me pull up. I actually want to pull up Apple here. Oops, wrong one. Yes. yes. And I just want to say, I'm sorry I'm a little late, you guys. I was prepping my client for a last minute interview. This would be a $200,000 increase if she gets this job tomorrow. So we'll see. Oh, man, that's lit. That's she's, lit. In, um, she's in Atlanta, too. So hopefully she gets it. It's for a VP of sales role. So that's what took me a little bit longer. So sorry about oh, that. Oh, nah, congrats. Nah, that's, that's important. So. <laughs> So even now, so even when I look here, right? Notice when I have notice when I have um when I have Apple up here, notice TR, what's that date? August 15th. Yeah. What's that date? May 15th. Now let's take it back here to the QQQ. The same thing, right? What's that date? August 15th. What's this date? May 15th. Like I realized early on in trading and investing that to be honest with you, all of this stuff is is super highly correlated. Like it it, it is, right? Like we we see that expressed, you know, here right now, just you know, how how much it is correlated. And I'm I'm seeing that, like I said, price being able to um, you know, pretty much at this point, you know, it broke above that, like I said, that those August 15th type highs, you know. As the market was breaking above that, it created a macro level type breakout to where we went on a run for like uh, about like about, you know, another five, almost six weeks. At, you know, we're almost here in July now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the market's pulling back a little bit now, but you have to expect that's what's going to happen after these these type of, you know, you know, hyperbolic type runs. To be honest, I mean, you know, really since the beginning of the year, the market's been on a run nonstop. So. If it takes a couple of weeks of pulling back, I don't think that's necessarily a, you know, a bad thing. You know, a couple of weeks of pulling back, I don't look at it as a negative thing at all. It's a pause and a breather. So, you know, the the macro level type expertise, you're looking at these bigger time frames. The market moves in, you know, pretty much the directions of of doing this, right? Yeah. Where it's going to pull up and it's going to make higher highs and higher lows. Or in this case in 2022, it was making lower lows and lower highs lower lows and lower highs. So it pulled down, made a lower low, made a lower high, pulled down, made a lower low, then came back and made a lower high, pulled down, made a lower low, then it's going to make a lower high. Like that's just how the market moves, right? Then on the upside, it's going to pull up, pull down, right? Then pull back up and make a higher high, pull down, make a higher low, and then come back and break above that previous high. That's why it's making a higher high because it moved higher than the previous high. 
The same thing here right now. We're in an uptrend, but obviously you need a pullback because sellers have to come in and you're probably, like I said, you could see a pullback and then you could see a, you know, a pullback to make a higher low before then making a higher high. So in order to go higher, you have to go lower first, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yep, yep. So are you seeing similar trends for Boeing too? Yeah, same thing. Hold on one second. Mm -hmm. Y'all know he loves Boeing. Y'all know this. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. And you guys, yep, definitely. Same, <clears throat> excuse me, same exact thing. Now with, with, with Boeing, I mean, same, same exact thing for, for any stock. Let's start even here, right? Mm -hmm. I'll even go back here just, just for these purposes, right? Just so you can see it. Now, this is the same exact thing. We saw consistently, consistently lower lows and lower highs continue to happen over and over. That's what led that, that, that leads a downtrend, lower lows and lower highs, lower lows and lower highs is what leads a downtrend. And that's actually what we saw right there, right? We saw lower lows and lower highs. We ended up making that move higher, right? And we started actually making some higher highs and higher lows. So over the past, uh, like I said, over the past few months, we actually, you know, we're we're still form, we're still right now actually technically still in this bull flat, right? We tried this, we started to break out of it up here at 224, but price got rejected. Now, the reason why price got rejected is because the Dow that was on that verge of the breakout and still is, right? It rejected. Notice as I changed the chart, there was nothing different and really none of the candlesticks, right? You see that, right? Right. Pretty much remain the same. So any stock that you're trading within an index is always going to be highly correlated, you know, with the particular uh, index that it belongs to. So for example, the Dow, you know, it belongs to, you know, um, you know, the Dow, the Dow, I mean, excuse me, Boeing belongs to the Dow, which is the DIA. And you see that, you see how I just changed the, literally, the, I literally just changed from Boeing, the stock, to the Dow, the actual index that Boeing belongs to, and nothing changed about it. So at that same point in time that the Dow was rejecting off of this major resistance level, you'll notice the same thing happened with Boeing. So it's still right now inside that flag. Notice the date, June 12th, the week of June 12th, excuse me, same thing. We reject it and pull back down. So, you know, you, you can see those things, you know, happen, you know, from time to time. That's just, you know, like I said, that's just part of, you know, tr like being, that's just part of how the market just literally works. So what I realized is by finding my edge is being able to see and detect where these macro level type uh, price, where this macro level type price action is taking place. Now if I pull up, let's pull up Amazon just to, just so we're clear, right? You'll notice that obviously, you know, after each level that Amazon was able to break above, that's what really was able to determine how, you know, where price was pretty much going next. And, you know, we're, we're seeing that, you know, like I said, we're seeing that here right now, you know, that Amazon was able to, once it broke above this 118, same thing, it really, really broke above 113, how price actually regained the highest level it had been at since October 24th. And it was able to rally, you know, to hit the high of like, like uh, we saw 130 last week. So those things can happen, you know, when you're seeing those 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 macro level type breakouts. Now, the same thing to the downside. Obviously, the downside isn't happening right now. So you're not seeing that. You're seeing the opposite, which is the upside. So we have to go back in time. Now, TR, notice mm -hmm. there was multiple times. Notice this, this important level, yes. right? Notice there was multiple times here in the beginning of January and February of 2022. Notice how price, if you if you see that right here, notice how it's struggling to get below this level. You see that? Yeah, I see it. 
Right. And you see how it's, it's, it's pretty much it pretty much was just was just literally just struggling. You know, it was really, 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 really struggling to actually get below this level. And once it finally noticed what happened to y'all, once it finally was able to stay below this level, what happened? It pretty much crashed, right? Yes, right. it did. Pretty much fell to the floor. Yes. <laughs> right? Now, in that, what happened before price came down more? It went up first, right? Yep. And then pulled back. Again, it so, went further. Exactly. Then went down further. So it dropped and made a lower low, then pulled back and made a lower high, and then dropped. And once it broke this 102, what happened to you? It it's fell still, further. Even worse. It fell further. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, looking at that from a... The reason why I like the weekly, anything, you know, TR, anything when, when we look at our time frames here, anything we're talking about monthly, weekly, daily, yeah, that matters to me most because those are the biggest time frames that we have, right? Those are our big, those are our big time frames. So the bigger the time frame, the bigger the move. That's why I'm always loving those big time frame type breakouts. Because the bigger the time frame, the bigger the move. It's always, it's pretty much really that's that simple to me. So now, what we have to understand is that, once again, the market is going to be making now the same way that obviously it had to pull up here before coming down is the same way that it may have to pull back a little bit before continuing to go up higher. That's just how the market works. Yes. This is all good information. Thank you for this, Lawrence. Now, so you teaching, teaching today. I see you now. This is awesome. I'm, you know, giving the people, you know, so and. I want to pull up something real quick just to show just to show the correlation well now i'm going to run through i'm going to run run through a collective of stocks that are within a specific sector that you can actually see and um it will it will actually it will actually make a lot of sense to you why you see certain movements that you do from certain stocks now particularly tr um you know one thing that has really happened a lot to be honest with you, over the past, uh, I would say over the past couple of, um, you know, I would probably say over the past, yeah, I would definitely say over the past like year now, the growth, you know, you, you, under, you know, a lot of those tech companies, right? The growth part of the market, they've been on a contraction, right? right. Whether it's from salaries, you know, cutting people's jobs, yeah, um, even from an innovation standpoint. And so their stock price, their stock price reflects that, right? Their stock, their stock price is not immune to, um, you know, particularly those cuts. So what I see here right now, right, is sideways action. Now I'm going to pull up a few stocks that you'll see. We'll say this sideways action started in July of last year. So pretty much almost a year. Now I want to go to specific stocks that I know for the most part probably have been in the same run. Well, first stock is PayPal. TR, is there any difference from this chart that I just showed you? No, oh, similar. Similar. Similar pretty much to the T, right? Yeah. It's like what you said. I see it in terms of like low, low, high. Yeah, I see it. Exactly. So the same, exactly. So the same mm -hmm. trend. Perfect. We're going to move on to the next ticker. And we're going to come back to some of these tickers as well, too. Mm -hmm. TR, any, any, any difference in, in, in the trend here? No, that, oh yeah, that's similar too. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And I have a question for you too, but we can talk about that later with like the Fed down. I would just love your opinion if people need to get rid of their cash apps. That's all. But we can talk about that later. Speaking of cash app, literally the next ticker I brought up was Square. Oh. <laughs> any 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 difference in um in, in this particular chart? No, I mean I, it is a little bit higher. Like I see that, but it's still going low. So pretty pretty yeah. much pretty much the same yeah. exact trend. Yep. Mm -hmm. Ooh, hold on. Um, got some more that I want to um actually throw into here. Hold on. Uh, I did Roku, I did Square, I did PayPal. Um, I see. Make sure I want to bring in all the tickers 
that should actually be in this conglomerate. Um, hold on. Make sure I have. Yep. Robin Hood. Any difference from this? Wait, a little bit. Can you zoom in a little bit more? Yep. Oh, I got you. Mm -hmm. Any um, difference from here? The same point, right? Pretty yeah, much the yeah, same. Yeah, it's still similar. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much the same point. All right. Hold on. And let me see, is, is this reflecting last year or two, or is it just current, these numbers? Yeah, these are, look, this is reflecting from, from pretty much June, July of last year. Yep, okay. There is till the present, till present day. Mm -hmm. And that reflects how the market was, too. I'm just thinking about, like, how that job market was. So all of that is in line. Yes. I mean, you mentioned, like, the importance of patience. Just, like, looking for a job, too, y'all. You have to be patient. I was, It's like I had clients where they've gotten a job in four weeks until it's taken some people over a year, just depending on in terms of, like, what they really want. So patient pays. And Lauren says that. 100% agree with that. Yep. Nah, patience always pays. So, you know, when we when I'm having these, you know, these growth stocks, these growth type tickers, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's always a, a good thing to, um, you know, be able to, uh you know, have these, you know, tickers to actually be able to, to compare them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let me see. I want to pull up a couple more names here uh, just for the sake of time. Um, I'm just think I'm just thinking of a, of, of a few more um, that I want to add into this bucket. Right. Because for the most part, we've seen these names have, uh, you know, pretty much just traded sideways. Right. Snowflake is another name that literally just came to my mind that I knew for a fact that I could use it. Now, this isn't to say that any of these tickers are are necessarily the worst ticker on earth, but it's to show that once again, the market is a synchronized um, organization. The market moves in a synchronized manner, like the same, like there was not pretty much a difference in any of these stocks. Now, mind you, the stocks that I showed outside of Square and, and PayPal are literally from all different sectors. Yes, they're a part of the growth part of the market. But they're literally a part of really different sectors. So this what what you're seeing here right now is the fact that, you know, price action tells the story. And so at the same time, when interest rates have continued to go higher, continue to go higher. Obviously, we've seen that the Federal Reserve put a pause to rate hikes for now doesn't mean they're done um, because there's actually expectation that they're going to be raising interest rates again. Um, actually in the July meeting and we're and you're 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 seeing that you know happen you ha you you have to like I say you have to really wonder okay you know what's actually happening here you know you have to really take take that into consideration so um you know here like I said you know at 169.84 you know on snowflake when it's been trading in a range for literally the past year, the growth part of the market has just been showing you that, you know, it's just building that momentum. And, you know, a lot of times what, what really happens to you is, you know, people are not, um, you know, paying attention to, you know, that, that psycho psychological aspect of how we started right here with the ARK Innovation ETF. The reason why I started with that is because that ETF holds pretty much, um, you know, all of these companies actually outside of Snowflake. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it holds Hood, it holds Square, it holds Roku, it holds these growth companies, um, and it doesn't it doesn't hold PayPal, but it holds these these growth companies um, that are within this particular index. It also holds Shopify. Notice the same thing, like yeah, it's the same. It's the same price action. It's sitting right here at the same bottom part of this trend. And it's been sitting there, like I said, for, you know, the past, um, 
you know, few pretty much now for the past, um, you know, year now. And by being able to identify that trend, it gives you an edge as to knowing what's happening in the market. That's the importance of understanding and identifying that trend. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, bro. This is awesome. Now, I want to show you even something. Go back to the S&P 500 here. And I know I got a lot here right now on my charts, but let me show you here. So this is, um, yep, perfect, perfect, perfect. So the market, uh, a lot of times TR moves on a what we call a specific trend line, right? Yeah. When, and, it, and when it breaks out of that trend line, that's usually where sellers start to, uh, you know, pretty much come in. Now, TR, if you look, yeah, look at how from December mm -hmm. 2018 at this bottom point here in the market, notice how this line I drew price never broke below this level until when? February 24th, 2020. Now we know what day that was. That was that Monday where COVID was really announced that obviously at that point, you know, it, national emergency shut everything down. That's when, you know, layoffs started happening heavy. Yeah, right? that was you know, because really COVID was really kicking up in, in, in Asia in November, yeah. December of, of 2019. It, it, it really hit the States February and March of 2020. Yeah. I, you see that expressed here on about the market, but pay attention to the technical part. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know what the, what the news part was and what the catalyst was. But look at what happened here from a technical standpoint. There's no coincidence to this at all, right? Right. No coincidence, no coincidence to this at all that we're seeing you know, they're seeing that price. Look at that. Literally yes. seeing that price literally come here, you know, to this same point. So we see at, at, at 430. Uh, well, we're at 434 now, but we see price hit 340 here. It broke below this trend at 314. And then where did price re retrace back to? It retraced back to a previous high point, right? Mm -hmm. now, the same thing here. When the market started breaking down in 2022, what happened? We broke outside of that trend line that we saw here that we pretty much were respecting this whole time, right? Yeah. Once we broke out of this trend line, that's what that's when the market started pulling back down. It makes sense. I see it. Yeah. This is dope. This is so cool. <laughs> this is so cool to just like look at all this. So now to this point, when did the market start breaking out? What do you see here, TR? Notice we had on the on the upside mm -hmm. we have one attempt here rejection another attempt here rejection another attempt here rejection once we were able to stay pretty much and we broke back above this particular trend line that's really actually technically where the market started to now make its move higher and it wasn't until here in march of this year where price was actually able to finally break back above yeah and not revisit. and then look and then look as soon as it was able to hold and stay because it did it here, but then it, it retraced back now. Right. And then it started to, it broke back above and started making higher highs and higher lows. So, you know, you see that express, you know, here at that time. So, yep. Oh, that's dope. Thank you. Yep. No problem. No problem. Mm -hmm. Any questions at all that you have for me? Yes. Yeah, so I know that you're looking at like the macros at this. Do you, did you guys also go over, over the micros? Not for this particular episode, only because I wanted to focus really hard on people not missing these bigger type. Because yeah, I think sometimes people are, are so look looking at so closely at the micros that they're missing the macros. So, you know, the micros, obviously, we can get into at, at a separate time. But I wanted to keep this one really focused on the macros, because if you're able to now start seeing, OK, one, I just ran through and showed you that all of those particular stocks 
how their their charts were so highly correlated. And that's when I feel like I looked at the market is, like I said, a, a lot differently and say, you know what, there's a pattern that if I can just kind of be able to stick with the, the pattern that's playing out and I'm able to be, uh, you know, be able to pick the direction at a higher level that can make, you know, me trading, you know, a lot easier. So, you know, that was, that was something that I, that I said, mm -hmm. you know, as well too. So, yeah. yeah. Well, so I know like right now we're looking at all tech companies, whether it could be like FinTech, HealthTech, like whatever. Can you pull up a different industry to see if it's still trending the same? Yeah. Yeah. We could pull up. I mean, we could pull up uh, some some industrial companies. So we'll pull up Caterpillar just to just to even just to even show you as well too. So um, what well, Caterpillar actually belongs to the Dow. So you remember that July twelfth, right? Yes. And we're gonna pull up. I'll pull up United Health after this as well. Okay. Same thing here, right? July twelfth. I mean, not July twelfth. June twelfth, right? Same exact thing. What happened? You know, price was able to actually come in and 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 it, and it broke down. It hit that level and it you know it rejected off of that point right there at uh, three forty five. Same thing for Caterpillar did the exact same thing right where price actually came in and it rejected you know to the downside. So you see that like I said, you see that pretty much expressed you know over and over again where you know price is is you know hitting these levels and coming back down. So okay, no, that's dope. Thank you. Yep. No. No problem. Mm -hmm. yeah, no problem at all. Yeah, so, listen, so we have a question in the chat. So this is behind the ballers. So it says, is the July hike, um, hike already priced in the market? The July interest rate hike? Um, it may, it, I don't think it is yet, but it may be if the market pulls back a little bit more. Um, you know, if the market starts to, you know, pull back seriously because of the July interest rate hike going into going into that interest rate meeting, you know, it, it, it may... Um, you know, it may start to potentially already be priced in, you know, at that point. But as of now, I would say the answer to that question would be no. I don't believe that it's priced in at all. No. Great question that the person asked. Um, so uh, let me go here to United Health just to show you another example on that. Yo, um, shout out to my client. His name is um, Dr. Hernandez. He works there now. He used to be a physical therapist and I got him in there as a project manager. So oh, that's fine. Yep. Same thing here on United Health. You can see this pullback here on June 12th. Same thing. So, yeah. you know, yep. So it's all correlated. Um, you know, all, all, all super correlated. So, yep, same exact thing. Yep. All right. Awesome. Well, I don't have any more questions, bro. That's really it for me. But I just really wanted to get your opinion in terms of like what people should be doing with this Cash App situation. <laughs> That's all. So you said with Fed now. Um yep. Yeah, I think it's still unfortunate. Um, you know what happens anytime I think about Cash App, I think about the founder. Um, I know. Super, super. You know, unfortunate what happened um, with the founder. Um, and I see someone said, you know, can we look at AMD? We'll probably take a look at it. Uh, you know, next week. Um, you know, but my thoughts pretty much with with Fed now is just kind of, you know, see what happens. I wouldn't be so like. I look at um I know they were trying they were trying to really push that um initiative um uh, with um when you take a look at you know Fed now they were trying to really push that initiative uh with taxing people for money they receive via Cash App, Memo, yes. PayPal, all of that. And they struggle to really they struggle really to get cooperation, not just from people, but they actually struggle to get cooperation really from the actual Zelle platform, Venmo, PayPal, Cash App. They struggle with getting cooperation from those corporations with it. Mm -hmm. So I think they were like, okay, well, you guys don't want to cooperate. Guess what? We're going to make our own platform and we were going to ensure, you know, that people actually, um, you know, that people actually abide by the rules that yeah. we're trying to set. 
So I think that's where a lot of it, in my opinion, really came from. So, yeah. Okay, no, that makes sense. I think, like, the big concern I have is that the amount of fraud that can happen, I think, going through, like, with this platform, I can see that as a risk. Um, but... I guess like I guess we'll see what really happens too. Like when all this actually happens. I mean, it's around the corner, right? In terms of like everything going on. So yep, knocking mm -hmm. on the door. Yep, right. knocking on the door for sure. Exactly. So you know, I hope that people really took it. Like I said, I hope that people really took away from this episode was just the importance of looking at those bigger time frames because you know the bigger time frames are really just like your roadmap. That's just really the way I look at it. Like the bigger time frames, that's really your roadmap to um really your roadmap to really just success right if you're able to see where the bigger time frames are going you know it just makes your trading and investing a, you know a lot easier um and the correlation just understanding that everything in the market is super correlated so once you kind of like i said once you get that you know that everything in the market is is super correlated like i said it it, it just like once again it just makes it super easier so yeah all right bet. that's awesome yep so, man, this was another episode here of Monday Night Take. Um, you know, drop some likes, uh, you know, press that like button, um, you know, share this video with as many people as possible. Um, and hopefully this brought you really, you know, tremendous value. Um, super, super appreciative. Y'all tapping on here tonight um, and look forward to seeing you guys next week. So, CR, once again, thanks for tapping in, joining us uh, this week. Um, market breakouts, analyzing macro technicals for profitable opportunities. You know, in this episode, you really were shown how you can be able to look at the market really in a holistic perspective and, you know, honestly be able to execute by paying attention to just those little details. You see those little things, you know, and like I said, it'll make a, a lot of sense, you know, as time goes on. So, you know, super, super uh, imperative that you look at those things, putting time on your positions to allow them to really just play out. So appreciate y'all time and we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Well, we, um, and we appreciate you, Goat. Thank you for that. You did an amazing job. I'm clapping for everyone. Thank you. That was amazing. <laughs> nah, thank you. <laughs>